morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, April 26th. I'm so glad we've had this time together. That's the name of the closing song Carol Burnett sang at the end of her weekly variety series. She turns 90 years old today, so we thought we'd ask this trivia question. What gesture did Carol Burnett make after singing her song as she said goodnight? And what did it mean? I'll have that answer in just a few minutes, but first... Let's have a check of that Wednesday forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Wednesday morning. We're starting out dry this morning. Sunshine will send us into the 70s, and then we see the chance of some showers and storms as we go into this afternoon. Highs today in the mid to upper 70s. Tomorrow around 80 degrees, small chance of rain. Better rain chance Thursday night, early Friday. And then as we go into Saturday, mainly dry 86 with chance of rain going up on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Well, a year after gunfire erupted at a youth baseball game in North Charleston, the trauma for many has never gone away. Like for Blake Ferguson, whose son was at the pitcher's mound that night, his wife holding their three-month-old child. Molly McBride spoke with the family and tells us what has changed over the last year. Blake Ferguson tells me for the first few weeks after the shooting, their children slept on their bedroom floor, too scared to even use the restroom by themselves. He tells me his wife still jumps at the sound of a balloon popping to this day. He says they no longer play North Charleston Recreation Baseball because they never want to play at Pepper Hill again. But baseball isn't the only thing that's changed for the family. I mean, if I sit in a restaurant now, I want to sit in a place where I'm facing the door so if something happened, I can react. If we're in a movie theater, no matter where I, we're at now, it definitely has affected me because you don't know when this is going to happen. You don't know who it's going to happen to. Ferguson describes the video taken that night of shots ringing out as young baseball players took the plate. Every time you first watch it, you see the reaction and I think it's fireworks or something because they haven't been around gunshots. He says he's proud of the way the players and the coaches handled the shooting. Army crawling to the dugout and waiting until officers arrived. And even though the family has switched teams, his son's love for the game remains. He's a great player and loves it more than anything. Every weekend we're out on a ball field, so I'm glad that that event um, didn't scar him from playing the game that he loves. The investigation into the Pepper Hill shooting remains. North Charleston police officials tell me they have multiple suspects. They're just missing a couple pieces. Who shot and who shot first? Anyone with any information is asked to contact the department. We have that phone number under this web story at live5news.com. Reporting in North Charleston, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. The Alapalms Police Department is set to get around $150,000 to help boost safety and surveillance on the beach. The Alapalms City Council made that decision during yesterday's meeting after the Public Safety Committee uh, voted last week to bring recommendations to council. The money will help fund a transport van, security cameras, and a helipad drone, all in response to the shooting on April 7th that injured at least five people. City Council also approved the first reading of a motion to require a permit for large group gatherings and assigning an officer to an FBI task force to help gather information about future events. The Alapalms Police Department is able to start using that money now. 
Convicted killer Alec Murdoch has been indicted once again, this time for tax evasion. According to the Attorney General's office, the indictment alleges Murdoch failed to report more than $2 million in income between 2020 and 2021 that he earned through illegal acts. This is his second tax evasion indictment. In December, a grand jury alleged Murdoch failed to report nearly $7 million in income between 2021 and uh, 2019. Now, Murdoch is already serving two life sentences for killing his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul. If convicted for the tax evasion charges, he could see five years added to his sentence for each count. In total, Murdoch is facing more than 100 financial-related charges and is accused of defrauding victims of more than eight million dollars. Two men are behind bars after North Charleston police say they led officers on a chase. 28-year-old Marcus Russell and 32-year-old John Short are both facing multiple charges. A police report states Russell was pulled over after uh, switching between lanes repeatedly. Authorities say when an officer began talking with Russell, he noticed beer, a digital scale, and a strong smell of marijuana. The report states an officer asked Russell to get out of the car. That's when he took off. After a chase, Russell crashed and ran away with his passenger, John Short. Police tell us that they found a gun that was reported stolen, as well as drugs in the car. They say Russell was out on bond for murder. Both Russell and Short are behind bars this morning, pending a bond hearing. The Orangeburg County Sheriff's Office says they've arrested this man for a uh, Furman Prickett on multiple charges. Deputies say they were attempting to serve a warrant last Friday at a home on Ellery Road when Prickett fled. Now, they say the owner of the home told them they were there were guns inside, and during a search, they found more than a dozen firearms and more than 100 grams of meth. The Sheriff's Office says they expect to make more arrests. The Charleston County Sheriff's Office says a bicyclist involved in a crash on Monday has died. Deputies tell us they responded to that crash around 1.15 in the afternoon on Highway 162. They say their initial investigation shows a car hit the bicyclist who was riding on the side of the road. The victim was taken to a hospital with serious injuries. Deputies tell us he later died. His name has not been released. Today, the South Carolina House will take up a bill aiming to establish a school voucher program in our state. That bill will give certain families public dollars to send their kids to private schools and pay for things like tuition, transportation, and textbooks. The bill has already passed in the Senate, but changes are expected to be made in the House. The two chambers will work to work out a compromise before sending it to the governor's desk. Short-term rental vans have been a controversial topic in the low country, especially in beach communities. Local governments have started placing limits and bans in order to control vacation rentals. But a bill at the state house may take that control away from local governments. If signed into law, the bill would prohibit local governments from enforcing any short-term rental bans, and any place that enforces the bans would be penalized. On James Island, property owners can't rent out their homes for less than 30 days if they don't live there. And on Folly Beach, the number of short-term rental licenses has been capped at 800. Today, the bill will come before the State House Municipal and Public Affairs Subcommittee. A Charleston family is demanding changes in the South Carolina judicial system after the man convicted of killing their son was secretly released nearly 16 years early from prison. Lily and Carl Smalls joined a group of solicitors at the State House yesterday. Their son, Carl Smalls Jr., was shot and killed in Columbia in 2002. His killer, Gerard Price, was sentenced to 35 years in prison.
Back in March, a judge ordered for Price's release to be sealed. Advocates use this example as a reason for lawmakers to pass bills to change the way judges are chosen in the state. Today, the South Carolina Supreme Court will be meeting to discuss Price's release and the validity of that court order. With the legislative session winding down, state lawmakers are returning to a familiar debate, abortion. Both the House and Senate have passed different abortion-related bills this year. The Senate passed a six-week ban and the House passed a ban from conception. Neither chamber has taken up the other's bill until yesterday. The Senate voted to give the House's bill a second reading. Debate on the bill is expected to continue today. However, Senate Majority Leader Shane Massey has said repeatedly there's not enough support to pass the near-total ban. And former South Carolina governor and 2024 Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley gave her thoughts on the abortion debate yesterday. Haley has been public in her stance against abortion. As governor of South Carolina, she signed legislation that bans the procedure after 20 weeks of pregnancy, much less restrictive than other states. Haley mentioned many state abortion bans are unlikely to be approved at the federal level. They know as well as anyone that no Republican president will have the ability to ban abortion nationwide, just as no Democrat president can override the laws of all 50 states. It's just not going to happen. But that does not mean we can't save as many lives as possible. Haley believes there should be more consistency across the country. She also delivered remarks at the Pro-Life America headquarters. The group says they will not endorse any candidate who does not support a federal ban on abortion after 15 weeks. Well, Dorchester District 2 is planning to raise pay for all of its staff members the next school year. District officials say all teachers in the district could see a $2,500 bump in pay, as well as retention bonuses. Other staff in the district, like bus drivers and custodians, are not being left out as well. The district says those employees will be getting a 4% raise. Officials say the raises are their latest effort to retain teachers in the district and stay competitive with other districts. A teacher says she's happy about the pay Pay increases, but says more change is still needed in terms of contracts. The pay raises are not official just yet, but officials say they're confident they will be included in the final budget in July. The Charleston County School District's Office of Expanded Learning is working to implement more literacy-focused efforts into all after-school activities. Officials have created and now implemented a guide that they hope will improve literacy skills in their students. It contains program goals, measures of efficacy, and provides instructors with content for activities. This announcement comes as the district transitions its after-school programs from being playtime-centered to an extension of the school day. A new principal will soon be joining the largest high school in Dorchester District 2. Superintendent Dr. Shane Robbins took to Twitter and announced that Dr. Michelle Levener has been appointed as the principal of Somerville High. Levener currently serves as the principal of another Somerville school, which is Austin Middle. Now she's going to be replacing Kenneth Farrell, who is the district. Uh, he's been promoted to chief operations officer. At the top of the show, I told you that Legendary comedian Carol Burnett turns 90 today. Do you remember the gesture that she made at the end of each episode of her variety show? She would tug on her left ear. She said she did it as a tribute to her grandmother. She told Biography that it was her way of saying hello to the woman who raised her. 
Also celebrating a birthday this Wednesday, R&B singer Maurice Williams is 85. Actor-singer Michael Damien, who you might recognize as Danny Romilotti from The Young and the Restless, is 61. Actor Jet Li is 60. Actor-comedian Kevin James from TV's The King of Queens is 58. Actor Tom Welling is 46. And actor Channing Tatum is 43. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I hope you have a great hump day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News.